Rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast. A Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Cosmic Force. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Reganti. And on this episode tonight, we are going to do a bit of a character study on our favorite uh, original trilogy characters. See how they're portrayed differently in the movies, in the comics, in the novels, since we are in a, a complete expanded universe uh, uh, system. Um, we also have some new, a new The High Republic comic, uh, War of the Bounty Hunters. Preludes are taking over the main lines. And we have a bit of a news drop this week. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and uh, in- introduce the rest of the team here tonight. Emma, how are we doing this week? Hello, everyone. Doing good. Very excited to talk about these characters and their very rich canon comic history. Yeah, yeah. This is, it was a uh, an interesting um, topic to, when, when I when I proposed this topic, I didn't think it was going to be as, as in-depth as it really was. Caleb, uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really well. I'm ready to get started here. Uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of fun dissecting a lot of our favorite characters, seeing how they change from media to media, and, you know, just kind of seeing what a new dude looks like. So we're uh, we're going to have a great show tonight. Yes, and uh, the, the the man behind all of that, the one who makes all of us look great and, and does those amazing layouts with, all, with the comics in the middle. Uh, Jacob, how are we doing tonight? Not too bad. I think you're overselling me a little bit. Basically, my job is screenshotting comic books, so I'm sure with enough training, any of you could probably get there, but yeah, I'm doing well. Yes, uh, we've got a an active chat uh, tonight, so welcome to everybody that is in the chat uh, Eric, yes, uh, this was a Star Wars Day uh, special from Jinx, our shirt from Jinx. It's actually a uh, a Star Wars Squadron shirt. I uh, I got this one and I got another one that I may or may not wear next week. Uh, but we have a great show for you tonight, um, and we are gonna go. But before we do that, uh, we actually have some news. It's we're not not something that we normally do here, but uh, we did have a bit of news uh, that that broke a little bit. Some of it actually just broke within the last half hour. Um, but Jacob, why don't you go ahead and get, tell everybody what uh, the what news we have this week? Right. Yeah. So we got uh, some we got some brand new variant covers for the month of June for Pride Month. Uh, it was announced uh, what, probably like a month or two ago that they were doing this, and they sent the first one that was the uh, Sarah and Tarot covers, I believe, is the first one we got, or it might have been actually mm-hmm. the Sonostaros one we saw first. Uh, but there's a full series of Pride covers uh, featuring characters within the universe that identify as LGBTQ and with artists that are part of that community as well. Uh, so we got six of them for the month of June. And the first one is War of the Bounty Hunters number one featuring everyone's favorite Dr. Afra. And this cover is by Babs Tar. Uh, the next is uh, Bounty Hunters 13 with Erica Quell by Jacopo Kamangi. Uh, this one was uh, was pretty popular in yeah. the, uh, the Slack channel this week. Yeah, it's it's a great looking cover, and I, I mean, well, I guess I'm sure she appeared on, appeared on a variant cover for the Tie Fighter series, but first time we've seen her for a comic book in a while. Uh, the next mm-hmm. is everyone's favorite favorite Admiral Ray Sloan by artist J.J. Kirby uh, for Dar- Darth Vader 13. Uh, I looked it up. As far as I can tell, no relation to Jack Kirby. 
Uh, just a little fun coincidence there. <laughs> what about JJ Drummond-Janiosen? Uh, I don't Any think that's how there? that works. <laughs> I don't think relations <laughs> based on first names and at least what, or, or, or or JJ Abrams. JJ, I go. Uh, well, it's I, his pseudonym. As, yeah. as far as I know, uh, no. Uh, the next is for High Republic number six. This is one we've already seen before. Uh, Sarah and Tarek, Tarek, uh, by Javier Garone, uh, with their beautiful vectors flying over in front of them. Mm. And it, now I think about it, it's kind of surprising, you know, like the vectors can have the one seat or the two seat. I feel like they should just be together in one. Like, I feel like, you know, they they basically identify as the same person. They should have, they have the same ship. But the next Agreed. is uh, another one we've already seen uh, for Afra issue number 11, Sana Staros, Sana Staros uh, by artist Jan Bazdula. Uh, I think this one's my favorite. Yeah. I Her ship is so I iconic. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, and then last and then oh I, just before I forget I, they pointed out on the uh the living force but I really love the retro logo in the bottom corner I was I was just about to comment on that yeah mm-hmm. rainbow stripes that looks amazing yeah. um and then last but not least is our boy Lando Star Wars issue number fourteen uh art by Stefan Byrne so there nice. you go that rounds out the, yeah. the the set of six I don't know if you get does anyone have a favorite out of the bunch. I know Sana Staros is a pretty popular one. Yeah, Sana Staros looks looks amazing, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I um, think the the Erica one might be my favorite just because of her in the books, and also I just I think it looks really cool with her sitting in the cockpit of her of her X wing. But the Sana one comes pretty close. Yeah, the uh, the Erica one is nice because you get the nice technical detail of the X wing, and it's always yeah. fun to see the moving parts. But I think I like the just like another style of Afra, honestly. You know, just having like a like a different. You know, she's such an iconic character. Seeing like different people take different takes on it, she kind of looks like she comes out of like an '80s, like you know, you know, um, uh, like Jim and the, you know, on the hologram sort of look there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like the different take on like a iconic character like that. Yeah, yeah, they're great, and 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 it's it's an awesome, you know. We 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 in the UTN comics community are are very big on uh, on variant covers, uh, so I'm sure we will all be talking about these uh, as as we receive them. Um, yeah. But yeah. Speaking of variant covers, uh, a bunch of us were talking about cutting back, trying to save up for something coming <laughs> up soon, and uh, they uh, they did this to us. There's going to be a set <laughs> of Lucasfilm 50th anniversary variant covers. Uh, source this from uh, Star Wars Splash Page Pod on Twitter. Uh, great follow if you're trying to keep up on the news around our comics. Uh, but there's going to be a series of 36 different covers. And the first one is for Bounty Hunters number 13 by Chris Sprouse. Um, and you can see in the top left corner, it's one of 36 and uh, called A New Hope. So I don't know, we might be seeing kind of the, the you know, different scenes throughout the whole Skywalker saga. I would imagine maybe some of the other, you know, anthology movies as well. Um, when we saw the, the action figures on the back, of them had a timeline for Lucasfilm's 50th anniversary, which was the chron- the chronological in you know, or the sorry the release timeline, not the chronological timeline, and it includes legends. So maybe we'll see some legend characters on a cover. Not to get Jared too excited, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's gonna be celebrating the whole history of Lucasfilm. Uh, I would expect these to be collected, just like they uh, right. way back with the, the action figure uh, variants. Mm-hmm. They put those in like a trade paperback volume with 36 issues. 
that's about perfect for for something like that. I had one, I think there was the the Star Wars mainline had um, something similar to this. They didn't have the whole banner up, uh, at, on the bottom right, but they had. I have one of of Han and and Darth Vader on in, in the. The, the dining room on on Bespin, um, mm. so it's really cool that they're that they're taking that 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 element and and kind of even ramping it up even more with the fiftieth Luke fiftieth you know ribbon there and everything. Yeah, I I'm very curious because this so if you if you're paying close attention, this is the same issue that the Erica Quell variant is for. So I don't know if this is going. I don't. I'm assuming this is not going to be the B cover. I would assume all the Pride covers are the B covers. So I don't know right. if these are going to be. I would I would guess they're still on the cheaper end. But I don't know how hard they're gonna be able to track down. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, I would. I don't think I'll personally be getting all thirty-six. But if all thirty-six of them are in the War of the Bounty Hunters uh, run, then maybe. And we talked about last week. I think like Bounty Hunters is gonna be like that long. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to yeah. tie it all together to make this to, so that everyone has like four issues of every single part of War of the Bounty Hunters. Yeah, it's a lot. It's gonna be a lot of covers. I'm excited to see what the rest of them look like. This one is it's a it's this is a very good start, um, but we'll see. Yes, see yeah, how how much sure. it is. I've been uh, I've been loving seeing all of these uh, these variant covers and especially the the pride ones. You know, we love seeing uh, that representation and also you know these uh, 50th anniversary ones. Uh, I mean, if they're all gonna be in the style with like the gold border, they're just gorgeous. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, f in the chat for everybody's wallets. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, f in the chat for everybody's wallet f- for this last bit of news. Um, if yes. you haven't seen. Uh, celebration uh, has been moved up. Uh, of, co- of course, because of COVID, it was moved back f- uh, to August 18th through the 21st of 2022. But now, surprise, they've decided to move it up to May 26th through the 29th. So in addition to everything else going on that weekend, because that is Memorial Day weekend, um, that we will we will all also be... Um, scrounging up the, the the couch cushion pennies and everything for to try to get out to Anaheim uh, for Star Wars celebration in uh, in May um, this was a very very active conversation earlier today mm-hmm. in slack channel um, I think we went on for probably about 45 minutes about the the uh, this whole moving it up and and how are we getting tickets and and who's going and what is Utini doing it was it was yeah lots yeah, well, of Airbnbs right even be open by then come on where ch- I, I'm pretty sure Carl was already checking Airbnbs. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 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 fun. Um, have any of you ha- been lucky enough to get to a uh, a celebration before? I very- virtually. Yeah, no, I so I lived in Chicago. I was living and working in Chicago during celebration in was it 2019? And like I talked myself out of getting tickets, and I was uh, well, I like I thought about it. And then, of course, the like full weekend pass sold out like immediately. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't think I want to go for just one day. And then you told us in Slack today that you basically only needed a one day pass because they never checked to see when your tickets were good for. Uh, yes. So I was just sadly like in my cubicle, like 45 minutes from the convention center, watching the live stream of them like unveiling episode nine. And it's like, it's like, I can't believe I didn't go. Yes, I I took my son to Chicago. Uh, that was my f- fourth, third or fourth celebration because I live in Tampa. So 
I, Orlando is is literally an hour's drive away from me, but this is the first time I've been to one outside of Orlando. Um, my son and I bought the two days, and we went. And later on, my wife was like, well, I want to go. And so we ended up getting her a one-day pass, and then we actually had the opportunity. On day one, my son got a voucher to meet Anthony Daniels for his book signing. And my wife was like, I, I want to go. And we were like, okay, well let's just wear your badge let's see how far it gets you and if 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 somebody starts asking questions you just book it the, you know the other way and, and and just hightail it out of there nobody no nobody bothered to check she was there the entire day it, it was great so um wow what about the what about uh, emma you said you had been able to do to uh, attend one virtually caleb have you had a chance to go yet not physically not other way i'm here in north georgia so it's kind of like like, as we were talking a little bit earlier, I'm making the hosh down to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, hopefully soon. But, like, Orlando, that's like a seven, eight-hour drive. You yeah. know, Chicago's like a flight. There was no way I'm easily getting out to Anaheim. So, I don't know, one of these days now I'm real plugged in. I might, you know, convince my wife to uh, save up some vacation days for that. Yeah. I definitely yes. need to, to get to one at some point, though. I mean, Anaheim is just, it's literally on the direct other side of the United States. So uh, it, that's a tough one to go to. But, you know, a Chicago or a or a, an Orlando would be, like, a really good location for me. So I'm going to be waiting for the day where where one of them will be closer to me. So what you're saying is uh, Celebration 2024 is going to be in Honolulu, right? Just, like, get as far mm. as possible <laughs> from you in the United probably. States. Probably. <laughs> well, 24 yes, is probably going to be over over in Trevor's neck of the woods, yeah. over over in the UK. And then 2027 will be, yeah, over in Seattle or, or, or Honolulu. My luck. Yes, that mm. would be my luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That just means we need to have our own convention, okay? That's for right. our own Star That's Wars right. fans. Utini Con twenty twenty two. Yukon twenty twenty two. Somewhere well it'll probably be in, in Tennessee because yes, of you know, Corey. Yeah, Knoxville. <laughs> yes. It will we'll, we'll we'll have a Utini East Coast uh um celebration uh party together. So uh, that's that does it for our news tonight. Uh, so we are going to go ahead. We like I said at the top of the show, we have a really fun uh, discussion tonight about all of our favorite original trilogy characters. Uh, but before we do that, uh, let's go ahead and dive right into the weekly pull list. So Jacob, uh, I believe we have two uh, new comics out this week, correct? Yes, that is correct. We have, of course, Star Wars: The High Republic number five. Uh, there is no fear, chapter five. The writer on this is Kevin Scott, with pencils by Ario Anandito, inks by Mark Morales, uh, cover by Phil Noto, uh, the colorist is Annalisa Leone, and the letterer is Ariana Mayer. And then next we have Star Wars number 13. This is the War of the Bounty Hunters prelude, The Hunt for Han Solo. Uh, the writer is Charles Sol. Uh, Charles Sol. Uh, the pencils is uh, Ramon Rosanas, cover by Carlo Pagulayana, and then uh, colorist Rochelle Rosenberg and letterer Clayton Cowles. So two great issues this week. Uh, that yeah, a you know a great of course a great issue in the High Republic as always, and then Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters Prelude. Which I, have you guys had a chance to read that yet? I have. Uh, yes. I have not read that one. I did was able to read that. Our uh, 
Or Alpha. Yeah. No, yeah, I read the Alpha last week, but I I think actually the High Republic was one of the ones that all four of us have read as it came out. And yeah, it seems to be uh, heating up a little bit there it, yeah. in the for past. The, for the prelude, what it seems like, uh, it's it didn't have... The plot wasn't super related to the actual event. It it was very it was very literal in its uh, use of the word prelude. It was kind of just getting the characters from where they were to getting into the War of the Bounty Hunters event. So that will mm-hmm. probably explain where we how like we were questioning how Vader was going to get to a place that makes sense for this event. The, probably the next issue is the next issue for all the series are going to be like a transitionary issue. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, I think I think yeah. these preludes are kind of. literally tying them in like the action of tying them into a place where it makes sense for them to be in war of the bounty hunters um yeah which is which is good you know i'm excited it's it's really amping up and and i'm really excited to see where it goes from here yeah having known this now if you're if you're not pulling everything but you want to read the event i would say i would guess the preludes aren't going to be necessary if i'm being honest i would guess so as well yes but yep. it's always nice when a series takes its time to really set up some, you know, long-term story goals. So this is very exciting stuff. We're really ready for how this totally, is going. Totally. Yeah, it's 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 going to be lots of fun. Um, and that's something that I'm I'm actually I'm gonna I'm reserving my comic book time for War of the Bounty Hunters because as as we get into uh, our next segment of of what we're loving, um, I uh, I didn't have too much comic reading this week so i went with just a simple cover um this is the uh mike mayhew cover variant cover for i don't you know honestly i don't remember which issue this This is is, i'm pretty sure this is issue number one that's what i thought too um but i wasn't entirely sure because i just i was enamored by the detail in this art like it, it didn't really matter i didn't really care what the issue was for this um because i don't i don't i don't need i will get the 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 traditional you know cover but I, I just want this on my wall I, I just want this and all of his art on my wall because uh, i'm just i'm this just looks so so amazing so uh this is my art my, my choice for art of the week because uh, i didn't read a lot of comics that weren't uh i wouldn't put uh, a violation on our promise to you all to, to not spoil things so i'm gonna go ahead and pass it over to emma uh because she was a much better comic reader than i was this week yeah, so this is from Galaxy's Edge, issue number one, with art by Will Sliney. And um, I just, I love this panel showing, like, Han backed in a corner. It's just so familiar with Han. He's always backed into a corner in, in some way. And for a little bit of context here, he's um, he's trying to capture the miniature, or baby? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, baby or miniature Sarlacc um, that is on display in Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities um, on Batu. And uh, he kind of gets into some trouble finding it. Um, poor Han with that. I'm pretty sure in this issue he says something like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to uh, smuggle uh, animals again. And then, you know, obviously in The Force Awakens, he smuggles those, uh, those wrath tars. So he doesn't keep his word. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this art. I like the way that the Falcon is kind of like coming down on top of him. And, and the tentacles are kind of coming out of the side of the page. It's, it's really cool. Um, Caleb, what is your art of the week? Well... 
you know, I said last week that I was going to read it and catch up on it, so I read all of the uh, Kanan kind of mini-series, all 12 issues there. So this one comes from that episode 10, uh, Pencils by Pepe Lazarus. And I just love, I'm a kind of a sucker for any time that art does a fun transition here, because the latter half of this uh, whole issue is kind of set up between Kanan in the present as you see him in Rebels versus Caleb Dune as he was in the past. So you can't see this fun transition of him sitting in a tank of Becta, thinking back to his time. Man, this reminds me of the time I was a teenager and been a tank of Becta, and just does a really fun transition from the present to the past. The whole issue is full of, you know, little moments like this, but I just love that moment of, you know, visual storytelling here. And last but not least, uh, we have uh, Jacob. What uh, was your pick of the week this week? Yeah, so this is from uh, Poe Dameron Annual Number 2. It's kind of a uh, a cool issue where Han and the Leia, or the Leia, Han and the Resistance, <laughs> and therefore Leia, end up unwittingly on the opposite sides sides of basically a heist. Uh, and once Han realizes what's happening, he kind of has like this mental flashback of his life together with Leia. So the meeting in the detention block, all the way to Ben being born, which I think this is like aftermath hints at it, but this is like the actual only time we see ben solo being born so hey cheryl this is this one's for you uh so <laughs> this is uh pencils by andrea uh brocardo and colors by stephanie renee uh, I, I yeah i just really love this one and then in addition to my comic art i want to show off a, another cool uh variant acquisition which again i'm slowing down on definitely i got <laughs> the um this is the oh, uh nice. slimy variant for war of the bounty hunters alpha so I oh, really love so this cool. one, and it was not Ooh. stupid expensive. So I forgot to pick it up. That's always a plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then after this, we have our community submission. Oh yes, the community submission. This one was from our very own Blind Fates. Actually, I think I saw you in the chat. So congratulations, Blind Fates, you won. This is from Star Wars 2015 issue 10. Can have a good introduction as we get to see Sana Staros. You know, really kind of in her element. I think this is like some of the first times we really get a good look at her being a smuggler. You know, trying to make herself and take the um the art protagonists, you know, Han and Leia out of dangerous way. So you get a good look at her ship, which I don't actually remember the name of her ship. Uh, did anyone no, I recall that? I said, it's not as quite as iconic there as like the Archangel or, you know, the Moldy Crow. But as I said, it's still a great little bit of action as you see the TIE fighters swooping around and trying to angle them in. Sana just being in her element and kind of one-upping Lando or as Han Solo as she does in almost every, you know, time. So congratulations, Blind Fates. We'll be hitting you up to see if we can get you one of those uh, co- free comic codes. And if you want your art uh, to be submitted in this little section here, so I can gush over it. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hit up, us up on Discord. However you uh, want to get your art to us, we will take your time, go over it, and you know, pick the winner every single week. And breaking news: her ship is called the Volt Cobra, and I that totally didn't just it. Google that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I totally also yep. didn't have her Wikipedia page pulled up right now. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. So I know, Tyler, you said you weren't reading a whole lot, but anything that you can kind of lightly touch on to? 
Well, I can at least comment that I read High Republic number five. Uh, that was a, a great uh, issue. I was I was really excited about that. The art, uh, Ario's art in that is just stunning. Uh, he knocks that out of the park again. That um, that's really panel. the only thing. Oh my god! Yeah, that last panel is mm-hmm. is just outstanding. Um, that's really the only. Um, comic that I've been reading because I got sucked into Greater Good. Um, I, I've been reading that for about two weeks now, a week and a half now, uh, and I got to the last like third of it, uh, and I just powered through that. Uh, I, I'd even started. I, I'd even read started reading Phasma before I, I picked up Greater Good, um, and I put that aside too. So that's done. I finished that earlier today. Great book. I, I, I highly recommend it. Um, but now I've cleared a little bit off of my plate so I can start reading some more comics, uh, th- this week and start catching, getting caught up. I, I think we're going to go with either the Han Solo miniseries or the Lando miniseries. Cause I think I have all of both of those. Um, so that's what I, that's my goal for next week is to have those read for read for you guys. Uh, Emma, what are, what are you reading? Yeah, so I've, I've been kind of slow with, with comics this week, although I was uh, reading a little bit of the Star Wars adventures that I got from the uh, May the 4th sale. I've read Volume 1 and Volume 2. Pretty solid. Good stories. I like uh, I like the extra Ray content. Um, and then I, I have been reading a lot of Star Wars books. Um, I've been reading uh, Skywalker, A Family at War by Kristen Baver. And I've really been enjoying that more, more than I thought I would. I, I didn't think that it... Really sounded interesting to me at first, and then Eric's review on The Living Force made me buy it, and then I started reading it, and I really enjoy it. It's it's quite good. Um, and I've also been reading uh, the new Clone Wars character encyclopedia by Jason Fry, um, which is really awesome for me because, uh, just a little side note, my one of my first ever Star Wars books that I bought, uh, I got it at a Scholastic Book Fair in my elementary school, and it was the Clone Wars character encyclopedia. And it only had characters from like seasons one and two and so to have this new character encyclopedia with characters from the entire show with super updated information and the book is like the same format it just brought back so much nostalgia so I read every word in it front to back and and I really enjoyed it so I highly recommend it if you're a Clone Wars fan it's very cool um Caleb what have you been reading I feel like I've been reading actually a lot so i think i passed up you know both of you combined i feels like i said i did all of canaan all the 12 issues and that was really good just because of the i said i was going to do it last weekend that's not like i had to force myself through it it was really well done very like if you love canaan if you love caleb dune in that whole area there it's a great great read some really great emotion and pathos there and then another recommendation andrew bell and the uh chat a while ago tried to convince me that you know actually uh darth vader and a ghost prison was the greatest um yes it's the greatest thing i said no of course i haven't read it but now i have read i will freely admit it's really good maybe some of the maybe top three of comp like you know kind of single like six issue five issue like comics there it was I think it was from 2012, and it's back in the Dark Horse era of when they were publishing comics, but it was still the Disney era, I think, when they owned it. So some weirdness going on with that, but just some really fantastic art. Um, if You don't have to know much going into it. Just know that it's kind of like a microcosm of how corrupt and how terrible it would be to serve in the Empire, just like the weird backstabbing and politics going on as like being an Imperial cadet really good so andrew bell if you're out there uh good recommendation keep them keep them coming 
Jacob, have you been reading anything good? Yeah, so well, I was out of town for a nice, safe, socially distant, masked wedding. It's going to put all the <laughs> clarifiers there. Uh, so I don't read as much, although the drive there did allow me to finish Greater Good uh, with uh, Audible. So that was fantastic. Um, I've been continuing on with my release order read through, and I've been getting, I kind of read through most of the Age of the Republic stuff last week, which was way better than I expected it to be. Like, I thought it was like, oh, it's just going to be like, kind of like, you know, one off stories. Like, here's a little small mission here or there for all these different characters. It was like surprisingly very good. Like, my art of the. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I've been like stockpiling my art of the weeks as I go, just makes my life way easier. (laughs) And my one next week is from one of those, and it's, it's fantastic. So. I would. I'm excited to see the age of the Resi- age of resistance and age of rebellion uh, when I get to those. But yeah, Age of Republic was very surprisingly good. So uh, would definitely recommend checking that out. Yes. So we all have some homework for next week because apparently we all took the week off when it comes <laughs> to lots of our reading. So so I expect all of us, myself included, to have read much more uh, next week when we when we meet again. Uh, all right. So tonight we're we're gonna do like I said at the. Uh, before we're gonna do a little bit of a character study here, um, and this was this was something that was that was actually we were all really excited about. So we know that as the expanded universe is growing, there's there's a bunch of different mediums now. We've got movies, we've got novels, we've got comics. You know, there's there's audio dramas. Uh, so we thought it'd be it'd be a really interesting discussion to kind of pick an era and pick some characters that we have seen in all of these mediums and and kind of I. Discuss how they're the same, how they're the same, how they're the different. They're different in each of the mediums. Um, and and when I started going through this, I was like, oh, well, this is going to be easy. We'll just pick all the all these characters. And and then I realized that the ca- that that character list was like thirty characters deep. And then I was like, oh, well, Han Solo is a little bit different in the original trilogy as he is in the sequel trilogy. So how am I going to contain contain this to a twenty minute conversation on the show? So we we set a little uh, a few ground rules here. Uh, the, the the ground rules are first and foremost we're gonna do our best to avoid any comic spoilers and or newer novel spoilers. I'm pretty sure we're okay on the novels part, but uh, we will mention uh, some some situations from the mainline 2020 comic. But we'll we'll try to keep it keep it uh, as as away from spoilers as possible. Um, we are also going to try to stick to canon as much as possible. Again, for levity's sake, because uh, I mean, if we went into the legends we don't have jared here first and foremost mm-hmm. we don't have J- jared here to talk about the the legends novels um and and the the bench for the um legends comics is just so deep uh, that we would we'd be here for four hours and and we'd only be talking about luke skywalker um <laughs> and last and all his girlfriends yeah, well, yeah, he's got quite a few in, in Legends. Uh, and last, we're going to try to do our best to stick to the characterizations during the original trilogy. So, like I said, Leia and, and Han and, and Luke, they're, they're very different characters in the sequel trilogy. Um, Obi-Wan is actually somebody that, 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 that it w- isn't featured as much in the original trilogy, so we, we, we kind of left him out. But we're going to try to stick to how they are characterized during the original trilogy. And, and Caleb, we're, you're going to kick it off tonight with our, our hero, uh, Luke Skywalker. Oh, yes. The hero of a thousand faces, Luke Skywalker. You know, our kind of innocent farm boy turned Jedi Master at the end of the, the movie trilogy. You know, like he's... As I said, like you know, mildly choking, but he's kind of a Cambillian element of a grip of a hero who's you know has a destiny thrust upon him to uh, you know become a 
who he is. So, yeah, in the movies, it's a really classic arc, you know, tinge of his dark side when he's, you know, at towards the end where, you know, you feel the temptation to join, to strike down the Emperor Palpatine and, you know, reign with his father is a real pull to him. It's not like something he can easily slough off, but, you know, ultimately he comes around and, you know, fulfills his destiny and, you know, becomes a Jedi Master. You know, in the comics, you know, it's good because you get a lot slower take with him, like a lot more, um, like over the, the 2015, you know, s- series, they have a lot more time of him really, it's almost maybe a little tropey, like every arc is like, hey, I wonder where Jedi thingy I can track down now to not learn anything <laughs> from. <laughs> You know, it's, it feels like, you know, a sitcom where at the end he finally gets it in it, time winds up breaking, or they, you know, where he can't ever pay to rent. But, like, it's a good, you know, arc, it's a good story, and, you know, he's definitely, they take his time of developing him into rebellion and developing him with his, like, companions and actually setting himself up as, like, the, the farm boy hero who's still, you know, relatively humble. So, um... You know, as for the novels, I haven't read too many of the uh, these uh, new canon novels of that time period. Does someone else want to reach in? Like, how? Do, like, what were some of your characterizations for him in the novels? Yeah, I, I could field this one. Um, yeah, so, go for it. in *Heir to the Jedi*, which is really one of the only canon novels that has Luke in it, he's really young and naive. It's been a it's been a while since I've read that book, but I remember. I just remember feeling like he was more of that a new hope luke um yeah sort of you know new to being you know going on adventures in the galaxy and sort of uh having new experiences with that and then uh the only other canon book that he's been in is the legends of luke skywalker but a lot of that is sort of sequel trilogy um focused And, and to be honest i'm kind of surprised that he's not uh in more novels but at the same time comics does portray him very solidly i would say yeah. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. The what we lose in his portrayal in in novels, we more than make up for in comics. And, for sure. and that's that's something that that I, that I like because you know, it's and and this is something that we'll we'll get into a little bit a little bit later when we talk about characters like Lando. There's a lot of stuff to fill in there. There's a lot of gaps in the character that I want to see in, you know, that was one of the things that I enjoyed about Heir to the Jedi. There wasn't a lot to to, to be honest that <laughs> It, you really do he really is struggling with the you know learning how to be a jedi in a time when there's no teachers and and he's just got has, has to go around and find jedi artifacts and be given jedi artifacts that, and, and then do nothing with it for the rest of the book um but uh yeah it's it, luckily we have a lot of a lot of content in in the comics that that, that features him yeah, I'm going to take a second and bring up an, another medium for a second and Emma I think you'll enjoy this uh honestly my favorite canon uh, expanded universe uh, version of Luke Skywalker is Battlefront Two Luke Skywalker. Believe it or not, like I, I think, totally agree. With I think the, yes. the the one mission where with uh, was it Dev or Dell or whatever with Del, yeah. Dell, yeah, I think like that is like the perfect encapsulation of like fully realized Jedi Luke. Yeah, for like, sure. I mean, the mission itself was totally. like kind of boring. Uh, like it was on Pilio, yeah. and you like, it's like hey, crunch a bunch of bugs. bugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the cutscene uh, portrayal of Luke was like, oh my god, it was perfect. I yeah. totally agree with you. But yeah, to reel back to he- comics for a little bit, I think I, I had a bit of a shower thought, a literal shower thought this morning about this topic, <laughs> where I often hear people talk about, you know, 
Luke is so much darker in Return of the Jedi. And I like I get it to a certain extent. Like he like chokes the Gamorrean guard and he like hacks at Darth Vader, but I think you're seeing flashes black. of darkness that are being overshadowed when really he's so much more at peace and you know, he's so even keeled and his mind is so calm for most of the movie. Like just how how mm-hmm. he interacts with everyone. He's no longer the farm boy anymore. And what's really exciting, again, is with the comics filling in all those holes, I'm so excited as we get more of this 2020 run to see how Luke Skywalker turns up to be that man we see in Episode Six. Because that, I'm, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's my that's my favorite version of Luke. That the the version we see in Return of the Jedi and the one that we see shortly after in Battlefront Two. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I mean, he's he's like you know sort of mastered himself like all of you know most of his emotions and also his curiosities about the force and i think we're already starting to see how he develops from that empire strikes back luke to the return of the jedi luke because i mean if you watch the two movies back to back you're like oh my gosh this is like a different guy uh, totally but but mm. the comics are totally filling this in right now right and that's what i was going to say i think that that makes his portrayal in the throne room pay off that much more because now that we have the comics we see the struggles that he goes through we see the emotions and the doubt and and and, i mean for me the comic stories allow me to to relates the wrong word but feel the, the 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 emotion in that moment that much more because of all the trials and tribulations that we've seen him go through and all the times he's had to pick himself back up. Um, and we only get those, those, those stories in comics. Exactly. You know, comics can, like, we've now seen Luke, like, if we return to comics into movies, like, we've probably had, like, ten movies worth of, like, just, you know, Luke comics, like, alone. So, like, there's a lot of, like, content we can get into. Um uh, you know, I'll bring this up point this point up now. I was talking to a friend and telling him to get into Star Wars comics, and he's kind of like, "Well, the problem is, you know, I already know we're we're kind of bounded. We know exactly where Luke has already began and where he'll end up at. So, you know, you can't really do a lot of character development there. But at the same point, you know, the good news is we now can see the pop the uh, points along the way. So, yes, it's not like they can have Luke go like full evil mode, you know, and you know, start getting a red lightsaber, but we still can see him being fleshed out a lot more directly, a lot more um, you know, fully. So, you no, know, like having these characters that we know and seeing them do different things, that's always fun. That's a really it's great to have Luke fleshed out. Right. Yeah, and if if you know if, if we're gonna talk about flesh out characters, we can we we should definitely talk about our next character here, and that's that's Darth Vader. Um, I I don't think there. I mean, we could just leave it at Darth Vader in comics and be done with it. But obviously, we're <laughs> obviously for 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 entertainment's sake, we we need to go 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 deeper into that. So so Caleb, what why don't you start start off with uh, our discussion about Darth Vader? Absolutely. Let's face it, Darth Vader is the most recognizable villain in all media. You know, films, television shows. He is the apex predator of all villainy. You know, from someone who just has 12 minutes of screen time in the very first film, he has left such an imposing presence throughout that area. And, you know, let's face it, like, I think Jared was mentioning, you know, in the old Legends comics, 75% of them were split between him and Boba Fett. Here in the main line, you know, we've had, you know, the main heroes get, like, one comic series... But Darth Vader has his own series in both, you know, 
the 2015 and 2020. Like, Darth Vader is impressive, and his presence in comics is way expanded beyond what we ever saw there. So, you know, it was definitely a very less is more in the movies, but in the comics, we really dig deep into his psychology and his um like his motivation and all the terrible things he does so you know we get a lot of you know great flashes to his past to his presence like his um his loyalty to his to the emperor but also how it's kind of just like a terrible relationship and you know the amount of like for you know not to be you know decided like he like it's an abusive relationship between him and the emperor Oh, totally. You know, it's, sure. you know, they are, he is using imp- the Vader as his blunt force to try to, uh, you know, do it and, you know, constantly braid him because he's a failure. And, you know, the whole reason he signed him up is so he can get Luke to be his, uh, his real predecessor. So, you know, in the comics, Vader's a lot more of a dynamic and powerful figure. Novels, uh, I don't think there's any like major canon novels or even that many legends novels that take place in this time period, so we can really dive into um, Vader um, during the uh, old. Well, I, I do there's... have I do have one novel, um, uh, uh, Lords of the Sith, I believe it's yeah. called, um, and it takes place in the original trilogy timeline. Again, it's been a while since I've read this one, but I believe it takes place on Ryloth mostly, yep. uh, with him and Palpatine. Right? Yeah, they're him like, and Tarkin. Yeah. yeah, no, it's Palpatine because uh, Tarkin, yeah. which is him and Tarkin. And then, yeah. Right, right. Lords right. of the Sith, it's him and Palpatine. They basically like get stranded on Ryloth with Cham Syndulla and his like rebels trying to kill them. And then them just being Sith Lords and just murdering everything on their planet, basically. Yeah. And, yeah, that, and that was Anakin, pretty much all that was. Yeah. Anakin <laughs> fixes a radio, or Darth Vader fixes a radio at fun times. But yeah, it's he was also p- sort of featured in uh, treason in Thon tr- th- or alliances treason as, as uh, oh that's right that's right you're right alliances yeah um but he was it like as 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 much as you can he was kind of a secondary character yeah uh, you know I, I would I, agree. in in, yeah. in that book um yeah I just he is so I mean to be the most evil person in the world. But yet to be relatable at the same time is a master storytelling that for for all of these people because I really there is so much internal struggle for, for with him and I feel in in Invader twenty twenty I feel sorry for him for what the Emperor puts him through I, I mean and 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 to have somebody be that menacing but yet have you know have me feeling kind of sorry for him is just you know he's such a such an amazing character yeah I think one I of think, the I think the go ahead oh. Okay, yeah, it's like I think one of the more interesting things I've seen them add to the character, uh, it's been shown in like Lords of the Sith and Thrawn Alliances and a few of the comic books and also Rebels is how Darth Vader has put that mental like block up in his mind to separate the Darth Vader side of him and what was Anakin or like he'll call it like the Jedi. Like he's trying to have to mentally separate his past to deal with what he's gone through. And by, you know, by making those two separate entities and two separate memories, he can kind of move forward with his new reality. Was, yeah. Yeah. Like in, even though it's not technically canon anymore, the, um, in Darth Vader, the ghost prison, like they have to go through some Jedi archives and the, the blackie for that series is like, you know, who's that? Is that, that's in, you know, is that Anakin Skywalker, the hero? And Darth Vader says, yes, he was the greatest you know, general and I killed him. So like he like he, that lie that Obi Wan says he himself, Darth Vader, admits that I killed Anakin Skywalker. 
Yeah. I think for me, the main thing in the comics that is brought to light in terms of Vader's characterization is the distrust between him and Palpatine. I mean, Mm -hmm. you should be able to trust your mentor and have have them be a parental figure and and instead throughout all of the comics that we see Darth Vader in literally all of them we consistently see Palpatine trying to get Vader to fail and right. i would think that that would be if that's a that's a form of 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 mental torture really yeah he can never win i i mean yeah we've got we we've got he goes up against the, you know the inquisitors he he goes up against you know uh, you know Silo force, uh, like you know, right. freak freak show of uh, yeah. of force users. Uh, Ochi Bastoon, and, and yeah. Yeah, right? And he's consistently being told, like you, like Emma, like you said, you you are a failure, and and I, you need to, you're you're going to be replaced, and yet he continues to overcome all of that, and it's just it's 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 such an amazing you know like i said i'm so glad that that we had the comics to be able to go through all of this uh because there's so much emotion in in, in this character and i think that the, i think that's why everybody you know really enjoys anakin as as a character in in this, in the prequel trilogy because we 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 see it's it makes that transition to what he's become so much more painful right so and you know let's let, let let's let's try to pick up the uh, the this, the spirits here, and, and and now we want to go as as Emma added to the to the show notes here, the backbone of the rebellion. Uh, Emma t- t- talked a little bit about uh, Princess Leia of Alderaan. Yeah, so Leia, I love her in the comics so so much. Uh, but first, let me talk about her a little bit in the movies. So uh, in A New Hope, she was kind of. Let, we were led on to believe that she was going to be a damsel in distress type of character who doesn't need, you know, who need who needs someone to, to get her out of the Death Star. But then that idea is flipped on its head when she's really the one who saves you know, Han and Luke and Chewie from the Death Star, you know, getting the garbage chute flyboys. And, uh, you know, in the movie, she was just like this strong leader who everybody turned to for, for advice. I mean, when I'm thinking about her in the movies, like, one scene that really sticks out to me is in Empire Strikes Back when she's uh, uh, sort of giving everybody the, the pregame speech, so to speak, uh, all the pilots um, on Echo Base. And, and everybody's just like, you know, so thoughtful and paying so much attention to her. And you can tell that everybody just respects the hell out of her. Um, and, and so I love that. She's you know thoughtful and, and really leads the rebellion well. And she does that, you know, throughout all three movies, really. And, and those qualities still continue on. Uh, in the comics, there's just, you know, it, her portrayal is just more nuanced in the comics, I would say. You know, we see her struggling a little bit, but we also see her building up the rebellion even further. Um, and then in terms of novels, um, she's been in the novels quite a bit. Um, we have uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, which sort of uh, portrayed her as a as a teenager uh, by Claudia Gray. Got to shout her out. <laughs> um, so we get to see her upbringing and why she is the way she is uh, as such a good leader and, and an inspiration in the rebellion. Uh, and then, of course, in Bloodlines, um, where we see her political savvy and, and her sort of carrying the burden, uh, but also trying to deal with her past. Because, I mean, let's face it, she's been through a ton of trauma. And, and that's really sort of at the core of her portrayal in the EU is how does she deal with trauma 
but also moving on to lead the rebellion to bigger and better things. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think one of my more favorite, favorite, like, comic, like, bits was in Star Wars Annual number two, I think it was, where just kind of has, like, a one-off adventure with, like, a kind of a scroungy, you know, you know, muscly, um, yeah, scrounger underwater welder type and oh, yeah. she asks you know leia like how do you do this like you literally your entire planet was blown up by the people who are chasing you why do you keep going on and like that theme has been brought up a lot more in the comics mm-hmm. and in the novels something that they honestly kind of gloss over to in the movies not saying that like that was as a mistake i mean there's a lot that he had to get to but like in the comics to get a slowdown like man it was hard for her to deal with that fact that everyone she knew was blown up and she will like they say you know you can never go home literally she can never go to her childhood home and how she uses that as a you know way of springboarding forward and like saying i cannot stop now and i don't know if i would have been able to stop it then you know, that sort of, like, level of mental fortitude and how she's, like, dedicating herself to this cause. That, like, you get some really amazing moments of Leia in the comics. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I one of my... I, 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 fe- I had it featured as one of my comic ar- arts of the week uh, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. but um, it it was... I think it was mainline number one. Yeah. Um, no 2020 one. mainline number one, where they're, they're in the Falcon leaving, leaving cloud city. And in, in, in a matter of five panels, all on one page, you've got, you know, the compassionate, you know, caretaker taking care of Luke, who has just gotten, not only has he gotten defeated, but he, you know, he realizes who Darth Vader is. And, and, as soon as that 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 moment has passed and and Lando is kind of like well what are we going to do like she immediately flips you know back into what it will soon be general leia um leia leader of the leader of the rebel alliance and 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 just the the fortitude and and the you know passion and and you know everything just it's all on her face and is like, this is what we need to do, you know? And I just, I, I love that. And I love, I just recently read bloodlines. Um, and that was a great, her, her being paired up with the Senator. I can't remember what his name is. Oh, I'm awful uh, with names, but the Senator, the, the, the Senator Ster- who, uh, yes, yes. Who appreciated Imperial, uh, memorabilia without understanding the pain that it caused uh, that was such a such a great storyline and and really great way uh, to sort of characterize you know add more depth to, to Leia so yeah backbone Emma you, you're absolutely right when when you say the backbone of the rebellion because and 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 I mean we don't say it because this is we're t- focusing on the original trilogy here um, but the backbone of the resistance you know yeah, and, sure. and and and, and uh, Bloodline literally lays that out, uh, you know. Um, but Leia is just, yeah, I've, is a phenomenal character. Right. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Again, we're not trying to get into the resistance, but I think she she's played so incredibly well in the Poe Dameron comic, showing that mm, you know, yeah. for obvious reasons, we don't see as much of her as we would have liked in the sequel trilogy movies. Um, but it really plays up it plays up that character that the the general of the resistance in the Poe Dameron comics, and you can see what led us up to the force awakens but i think uh, you know leia i think got a really great uh, great development in the comics 
because uh, she's she is a leader in episode four, but you know she's captured for most of the movie. She, you know mm-hmm. she shows up at the end. They're like, all right, time to do Yavin four battle. Let's go, and she helps with that. But this the comics, especially with like the mutiny at Moncala and Hope dies and all these great arcs towards the end, really show how she becomes like a center like a centerpiece in the the leadership of the rebellion and and that backbone. And we also get we get to see a little bit more of the, I guess, sassy side of Leia, the the, the Leia that's punching dudes in the face for being an <laughs> asshole. Like she'll she'll you know she'll let you know if uh, if you're doing something wrong. So yeah, I I think she's really gotten some great uh, some great mm-hmm. development through the comic books, just like all these as, characters have. But say as the kids like to say these days, a real glow up. <laughs> oh yeah, God. for sure. I mean, one last thing that I'll I'll just throw in about Leia. I mean, I could do an entire two-hour episode on Leia in the comics just by myself. So you know, I'll just throw a few few All little right, thoughts in here. Next week on the Cosmic Force, <laughs> it'll That's just right. be vacation <laughs> for three of us. Emma goes rogue. <laughs> Jacob hits live yeah, but- on the recording and walks away from his computer. <laughs> there you go. Easiest show in the world, right? Um, so just just a, a quick thought here. I'm thinking about. Uh, uh, Prince, the Princess Leia miniseries and how how she's trying to sort of run the rebellion but also uh, deal with the cause that she's uh, that's very important to her which is helping the survivors of Alderaan and finding the survivors of Alderaan um, that that arc really showed her duality and you know not only is is she uh, a strong rebellion leader but she also cares about her people and her home world. Um, and, and I think that was nice to see. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is that uh, Jacob mentioned Mutiny at Mount Kala, which is my favorite volume in uh, the Star Wars uh, mainline in 2015. Uh, the cover is badass. Uh, I love that cover. Um, also, it's just so cool to see how she sort of um, got together uh, the, the, the Mon Callan uh, ships that we see in Return of the Jedi uh, and, and the Empire Strikes Back because, you know, all of a sudden they have this kind of big fleet or bigger fleet anyways than what they had in episode four. And it was cool to see that Leia had like a gigantic part in, in gathering those forces. So, yeah, Leia, fantastic in the comics. Yeah, just really quickly on the mutiny of Moncala, reading that along with... because. If, if you're reading it later, you might not realize that, but that arc and Burning Seas from Darth Vader 2017 came out at the same mm. time, like back to back. So uh. reading those together is a really cool experience. So you're basically seeing like what happened to Mon Cala, you know, right before Empire Strikes Back, where they are now, still being under the thumb of the Empire. And then Darth Vader 2017 shows how they got absolutely destroyed by Vader and Tarkin and everyone to get to where they are later. But, yeah. Awesome! I'll have to do that. All right. And then don't forget to read the uh, Clone War or watch the Clone War episode right before yeah, that as Clone well. Clone Wars season three. With, it's like yeah, the first like couple episodes. I uh, think this is a season opener. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But our next character, we have a few more. Is everyone's favorite, uh, the fastest pilot in the galaxy, uh, a scruffy-looking nerf herder. Some might say even uh, is Han Solo. <laughs> uh, so I. I it's it's so easy to just say, man. I really love how this character we how we saw that how they got from point A to point B from movie one to movie two because Han Solo and another character we're gonna talk about later I think really needed that development mm-hmm. because 
I mean, he is a guy that coming in in the movies cares about himself and Chewbacca, but himself, Chewbacca, and the Millennium Falcon. As long as those three things are okay, Han Solo does not really care. Like he, you know, he he got it, or or that's what he'd like you to believe. That's true. Yeah, I mean, he's got the he's got the heart of, heart of gold at his core, but you know, he he definitely needs the development to get him to the point where he's you know leading leading ground invasions on Endor in Return of the Jedi. Like, that is not the Han Solo you saw in uh, A New Hope. Most definitely not. So, I love seeing him get that get that character development. He had his own comic miniseries, which I believe is where this screenshot's from. Uh, but that's... it's. I mean, he's on a mission. It seems like a lot of his... Uh, honestly, until uh, Return of the Jedi, a lot of his dealings with the Rebellion is kind of like... He makes he tries to make it seem that it's against his will. And, you know, people mm-hmm. are always like, Han, please come back. Han, we need you. And he's like, okay. But uh, obviously he feels, he feels like he's needed at heart and he feels like this is the right thing to do. But we need to see how he gets from kind of reluctantly helping to being there at the front lines, being the first guy to volunteer later in the series. Yeah, for sure. I I think that the comics are really uh, an important read in terms of understanding his growth from, from episode four all the way to to episode six. I mean, we, we see him sort of slowly starting to be more and more willing to do missions, Mm -hmm. uh, but kind of also layering it with that like oh if i have to but oh i'd really like to go you know type of thing mm-hmm. um so I, I enjoy seeing that that growth of, of him saying okay yeah this is a really good cause to be a part of and, and i should really be helping out because they they need me clearly <laughs> absolutely like one thing i do feel like they did in the comics is they played up his like flirtatious charm a lot yeah like 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 they can't go a single issue without him desperately hitting on leia you're like it's it there's a point like boy you need to put that on a low heat for a while man (laughs) (laughs) so much so that they even joked about it in the um uh, from a certain point of view right uh the empire strikes back a certain point of view uh many stories oh that's right yeah and and speaking of books uh there's the uh the last shot uh, book which had a, it's kind of like uh, kind of sequel trilogy era type of thing um but we get to see him sort of focusing on uh kind of slowing down a little bit not not as much of this adventurous smuggler but sort of transitioning towards uh, a more chill husband and father and, and it was cool to see that side of him too yeah the you know he's he's definitely i think just like uh, Luke, we, we get a chance to see to to really get into his psyche a little bit more, and 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 he becomes, you know, he's he's got that rough exterior that we all you know fell in love with in Episode Four, but he starts to become a little bit more insecure, um, you know, especially um, if, if we go back to the Bloodlines novel. I mean, he's he's kind of off doing you know doing his own thing, and and it's it, at least from my perspective, it was. He that was a a self inflicted sort of isolation because of you know everything that was going on with with you know Leia being pregnant and and I uh, 
Chewie at that point uh, was no longer with Han, and so he was kind of like finding his own person and, and trying to relive the glory days of Han Solo without being becoming the legend of Han Solo. And, and it was just, I, again, his relationship with Leia, especially in that book, is really something that, 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 I, that I was, was different. Um, and, and, and I think, and I really like to see these more human moments that we have with these characters that, 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 that movies just don't have the timing to, to, to show us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little, uh, somewhat related to what you, you said about like the legend of Han Solo. It, I think it's very telling when you get to the force awakens and you like, you see Ray meet Han Solo. And it's like, you're Han Solo. And then you see like mm-hmm. the, the conjure club and the, whatever the, whatever the gang, other gang is being like, Dude, no one cares. Like you've swindled every person in the galaxy. Like everyone is fed up with you. Like the 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 girl, the, the Ray from nowhere, the 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 little this young woman stranded on a desert planet doesn't know Han Solo of the past, you know, 15 years. She knows right. the Han Solo as the hero that helped take down the Death Star and all that stuff, but everyone else at, you know, later in his life is, you know, it's like, dude, like how many like how many times do you have to, you have to learn this lesson it's like uh, old man yeah old man yeah i don't know <laughs> well like let's face it in the original he always had kind of had a rough sort of thing too like in the very first one the only reason he takes you know luke and obi-wan is because he desperately needs money to pay off his uh <laughs> get that's the job of the right. hut like he is he sure. like he is the world's most infamous smuggler not because he's good at his job but because he's bad at his job <laughs> this is so true. true. I don't think we think about that enough, honestly. <laughs> like literally everyone else that he put in the smuggler role is more successful than him. You know, um, you know, Lando, way more successful. He's a baron of a uh, Cloud City. Um Sanistaros, you know, way more competent, not doesn't have the law on her all the time. You know, not in a direct parallel when it comes to smuggling, but Dr. Afra, you know, same sort of thing. Yeah. Does Afra call that out? Why do I feel like I, I there was mm. been a character that calls out and was like, you know, Hansel is not really that great. It, I, it, I don't know, I don't know what y'all in, like, think Screen of him. But... Or something like oh that? no, it's Invader Down. Invader Down. Like right. it, and they're it, like it shows having that the, little standoff. Yeah. It, it also yeah. it shows the bounties and and you know like you know just Luke Skywalker and um and this is uh Leorgana Solo. Well, Leorgana and this is Han Solo. And she's like, ooh, Han Solo. And Triple Zero's like, ooh, have you heard of him? She's like, no, he's a nobody. I have no idea who this person <laughs> is. <laughs> Looks like a loser. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's a perfect transition to when we talk about looks, this character, this next character has a very definitive look uh, that has become, uh, as we've said, accentuated uh, now that in the comics. Uh, Jacob, let's talk about Palps. Right. So, of course, starting with Dark Empire. No. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, So Jared is in the chat. He is in the chat. I think the most interesting thing about palpatine and how he's portrayed in the original trilogy is the two sides of palpatine because i think honestly it's separate characters when you're talking about darth sidious the sith lord and emperor palpatine the dude that's ruling over a galaxy because they there's just different facades to what he put decides to put up um i think you know he he is this this totalitarian ruler of a galaxy he is a master of dark arts that's you know, cloning himself on Exegol and doing all this crazy, you know, out of this world dark side magic. Um, but I think a, a great story. You know, there's a, most of the comic books are him being like Vader, you suck. Like 2015 Vader, it's like 
Emperor being basically like, Vader, you suck. 2017 Vader, Vader, you're okay so far, but you still kind of suck. 2020 Vader, Vader, you really suck. Like, <laughs> it, that's basically all Palpatine is. I think a really cool, like, off the beaten path Palpatine story is Star Wars 2015 annual number one. Number it's one, like the, yeah. There's this, like, spy that basically, this is what this is pictures from. There's this, like, a spy that goes after Palpatine to try and assassinate him. And you see a little bit of both. You're seeing, like, Emperor Palpatine executing some senators that were sympathetic with the rebellion cause. And then you see him flash his, you know, his force lightning at the end. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, so you get to see a little bit of both sides of, of the enigma that is she Palpatine. And I think that's, yeah. I think that's what makes this character interesting. Because, I mean, again, if you're confining it to the original trilogy, he doesn't have that much screen time. And he's an even much smaller right. factor in the novels than Vader is during this time. Like, he has an appearance or two in the Thrawn books. He has a few appearances in, like, Tarkin. Or, and, I mean, he's he's a you know, secondary character in Dark, in Dark Lords of the Sith. But I think, yeah. He, we don't get any growth right. for, for, for him he's, in the novels. He's always just the big evil guy. But I think you're seeing mm, a little bit right. more nuance in the comics. Yeah. Like, the in the... In the uh, annual you were talking about it's kind of like one of those hit one of his many hidden cards in his sleeves is that he's you know a jedi master so when the assassination tries to go off and he winds up using the force to get himself out of that you know that was like a really powerful and kind of like oh crap i forgot he does have all that you know extra power there so yeah that's definitely a, a factor there uh tyler you got something uh you know i was I had something and then I forgot <laughs> because I was I was because I was reading ahead in the notes. Um y- you know, he's a very interesting, you know, he he makes he's so well thought out. Mm. Uh, you know, and 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 I will, you know, even though, you know, we don't see as 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 viewers, we don't see Exegol uh, you know, until Rise of Skywalker. But in in in, a, in in the recent comic series, it's it's found out that that's something that he's planned well in advance, and that's something you know it's kind of hard to to contain Vader or excuse me Palpatine's forward thinking to just uh, the original trilogy and just the, the the canon comics because every single time he's in a story, it's he has some future plan. So mm-hmm. so I will have to give him that sort of you know. He's an excellent strategist, and that's something that that we continue to see. But he is also, you know, equally as well as a manipulator, because of how when we were discussing Vader, you know, he is just downright abusive to 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 Darth Vader, and and does it in a way that makes him feel even more evil and sinister than 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 what he's are the one we already know him as a character. Yeah, I mean, we know that he planned out Darth Vader. Uh, you know, Anakin right. becoming Darth Vader, and in the comics, he's still planning out Darth Vader and how he's going to become angrier and and more evil and, and and maniacal. Like he's still carrying out his plans. Like we think that it's over, but it's definitely not. And the comics show that. Right. I want to like spoil a super minor detail from a more recent issue of Dar- of Darth Vader. It's. I give you permission. All right. It's yeah, so, so everybody it, skip ahead like yeah. ten. I was gonna say we, yeah. you've got you've got sixty you've got sixty seconds. I again just like talking about him being abusive to Darth Vader is so cool and like it was like issue uh, eleven or something like that. 
where those droids are going after Vader on Mustafar and they like destroy him and come away. They're, they're trying to scrap him for parts to upgrade themselves. And they're like, dude, what the mm-hmm. heck? This is all like 30 year old technology. Like this is garbage. And, and they're like, well, no, that's just the stuff he fixed himself with. It's like, no, all of it is garbage. Like he's being purposely built with trash technology to make himself worse by palpatine mm-hmm. which is i think like, that was a thing in legends as well but it's cool to see that come back here which again palpatine is trying to hold him back at whatever is necessary absolutely because again he's i don't think it's really shown there but palpatine is kind of maybe a little afraid of vader he's vader is the only person who could directly threaten him in any way and it winds up being true vader is the one who does kill palpatine in the end yeah another minor note though of just like the comic series in my personal opinion it seems like all the writers are on this like weird like arms race to make his face more wrinkled and disgusting <laughs> as possible like every time i op- open up a vader issue i'm like oh here's palpatine oh god like that, wow that really did leave you scar that attack on your i life believe it was issue was it vader issue six where he was on the cover uh oh of, yeah with, with the like the lightning in this yeah 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 and it's like, was his face that wrinkled last? I, mean, I don't remember there being that many wrinkles. It's just like there's a in, there's in, an eventu- in his face. There's eventually going to be an issue where it's just like the original Empire Strike Empire Strikes Back like monkey face or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like the giant eyes. It's like, all right, that's we're gonna that's get. What it looks like we're gonna get a. Just wait. At some point, it's gonna happen. We are gonna get a modernized version of Naked Palps. And yes, I said that uh, solely so we could get a Naked Palps reference in this episode to satisfy Jared. We were so close. We already we made a Naked <laughs> Palps reference without saying it. Wasn't that good enough? Yeah. But no, I guess, no, I guess it wasn't we, good enough for Jared. We won't ever see the worst iteration of Palpatine because they canceled the Rise of Skywalker novelization or comic adaptation. So we'll never see zombie Palpatine. Hmm. But Darn it. yeah, the, the 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 wrinkles arm race is definitely a thing. So I want to move. We're we're gonna move to our last character of the night. Someone and, and, with no wrinkles at all. Someone with <laughs> no wrinkles at all. And and honestly, at least in the comics, he has become my favorite character. At least in the comics, and that's Lando. Um, and and it's because you know we see him in the movies. He's this suave, you know, charismatic. Uh, you know, character who is is worse than Han is when it comes to double crossing his supposed friend. I mean, he turns every you know Han and and Leia and Chewie over to Darth Vader, and then the next thing we know, he's all of a sudden undercover rescuing Han, and then he's the the general, the general of the most historic and important dogfight in the history of the galaxy, and it's like. This this doesn't make sense. Like, how did this person who one movie ago now all of a sudden is so trusted that he's now in charge of your space force, you know, uh, of your space forces, uh, you know, to lead an attack on the Death Star? Um, but we get to, you know, to, to learn. I mean, solo movie and, 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 and Donald Glover's uh, portrayal of him in, in, in that movie is is probably peak Lando, uh, you know, and, 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 and I can't, I, I, I don't want to spend too much time talking about that other than the fact that just that's the level of charisma and, and positiveness, you know, that, that, that Lando has, but in the comics, you know, he's still out for himself in mainline 2020. He, he puts himself in a position to where he is definitely playing both sides of the field. 
um, and, and is waiting to see what side is going to you know come out on top. But you can definitely see that he's troubled by it, and 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 you can definitely you could start to see where he starts to become the trusted person at the beginning of uh, of, of Return of the Jedi, um, and his loyalty to to Lobot. Uh, you know, there, there's there's a a scene in uh, in in the mainline as well where um, they are talking. You know, the the people that are around Lando are talking about sacrificing Lobot for the greater good. Like they're they're in the middle of a mission, and 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 what he Lobot is doing is integral to the success of the mission. And and they're basically looking at Lando like, look, every good soldier you know needs to needs to play their role. And Lando is not having it. He was like, no, he has saved me and and i'm going to save him and and that is my friend and you were not going to do this to him and and he's just he's he's such a deeper character and 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 i I, that's that's my that's kind of what i what i feel is the theme of the night in comics we get to to see these characters in a deeper role um and and that's why he's just he's become one of my my favorite characters uh in in the comics yeah i think even in the main line he he is still out for himself but at the same time you can start to see little glimmers of him wanting to be accepted and wanting to be trusted and wanting mm-hmm. to help uh, try to find Han. And, and I enjoy that, that we get to see uh, his willingness in that because he didn't become general uh, in the rebel Alliance by not wanting to, you know what I'm saying? But, but we don't even really see that in the movies, his willingness to help out the rebellion, much like Han, like we don't really see his, his growth up to willingness um, and it's very similar to Lando's arc, honestly, like in terms of their their uh, uh, willingness to to want to actually assist the rebellion instead of feeling like they're being dragged along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the, the biggest difference with Lando is I think he has farther to grow in less time. Like Han Solo is like yeah. in A New Hope is like he cares for himself first, but he's still willing to do the right thing. Lando in Empire Strikes Back is it's him first. Then I guess Cloud City, but that's also you could still argue that Cloud City's yeah. interests are his best interests, and then whatever sure. comes later, and then and yeah, he has one less movie to make that that growth. So uh, yeah, I think yeah the the twenty twenty oh, it's still so early in the twenty twenty run, but that's still gonna that's gonna do a lot of good for that character. But then also, I mean, I'm gonna steal this from Caleb because I know he's gonna have to mention it. Is the Lando miniseries double mm-hmm. uh, double or nothing's good, but the like the original Lando miniseries by Charles Soule is so good. And like, if you want to talk about like how much he cares for Lobot, want, read that series because my God, it, like it humanizes Lobot in ways you can imagine. I know we're not talking about him right now, but like, it goes to show the kind of person Lando is beyond yeah just like the the selfish person we see in empire strikes back and then the the sudden out of nowhere general hero destroyer of death star number two guy we see in return of the jedi you see that you see the the more nuanced lando take which is it's so good exactly plus you know he almost has in that miniseries myers almost spoiler but he almost has his own like emperor palpatine level of like master level deception of like you know i never touch blasters i'm not a blaster person at all i don't even know how they work thing and that that just like seeing Lando playing the smart game and the long game so long for like a longer period of time, it just really like cements himself as a you know someone who's like to put in RPG standards like he's playing the same class as Han Solo, but he's on a whole nother like path or a whole nother <laughs> level of than Lando it or than Han is. Like you know they they both rolled up the same thing, but 
put completely different stats in different areas and you know <laughs> one person and is obviously way more committed to his character yeah you know it, it's it's like i said it's i i'm the thing that i like the most about these comics is is all the time that we get to spend with them um because they deserve it uh, you know and 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 we as star wars fans you know we, we we try to find you know as much time as we can spend with these characters that we love and 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 it nothing you know takes nothing away from from learning new characters and and from you know being introduced to you know the prequel trilogy characters and the sequel trilogy characters and and then and the characters like Dr. Afra uh, who who have their own special place in in our hearts but but these core characters that we that we were introduced to this galaxy uh, you know they they're just you know they're in their own world you know at least for me I mean I I'm I was brought up on the original trilogy, so you know I'm a little bit older. So these were these characters were my were my introduction uh, instead of the, the the prequel trilogy. So these characters are, are are very important to me. So the more time I can spend with them, uh, the more that I that I enjoy it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, th- these characters are much like how Leia is the backbone of the rebellion. These characters really are the backbone of Star Wars. I mean, the prequels lead up to them, and the sequels, you know, they they lead up to the sequels and. And it's just awesome to be able to get more of their character development in the comics. Absolutely, yeah. And we just barely scratched the surface. I mean, we just talked about the main characters, but there's right. so many more organization side characters, completely different realms of like, you know, the timeline we could talk about. But no, this was, you know, it's great being able to see these characters. And as I said, you know, we all know where these characters will wind up in the long run in 30 years with the, uh, you know, the prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy but you know seeing their changes and their subtle developments and growths and like their internal monologues it's always great to see you know our favorite you know our favorite trio our favorite you know villain become a more realized character right i think i think the thing i i I would go out on is you know you always hear the phrase it's the it's the journey not the destination and the the journey is the comics like the destinations that's what you see in the movies you see like you know you see the ultimate ending of luke skywalker you see yeah the the culmination of the story of darth vader well if you want to see how they got there the comics is the best way to do that for for uh, my money right now totally agree. yeah this was the this was a fun exercise, and and I and I think that you know we could do more in this in in this era, but uh, there's also you know I I think that this is something that we'll do in, in future episodes with with the sequel trilogy. Um, you know that's going to be a you know we we have so much more content that's not movie related to talk about the sequel trilogy. Um, and 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 then you go into the prequel trilogy with with the Clone Wars and and all of those characters. I mean we could spend an, an, an episode a piece on on some of those characters but this was this is a really fun uh, fun fun uh discussion uh, any any final thoughts before we wrap up tonight uh, i'll start with jacob yeah you see you said clone wars and i just like right now if anyone here at marvels listening to me right now which i know they are not please just give us a clone when you're done with the star wars 2020 line give us a clone wars ongoing series you think people are done, you know, watching Clone Wars content? You just made Bad Batch, so obviously that's not the case. Like, people will read it if you just print the books, you know, just give us some, give us an ongoing series about, like, some clones. Just give us, like, a clone anthology of different battles throughout the galaxy, and I guarantee you it'll sell stupid amounts of covers. You can make Mike Mayhew make some Ahsoka variant cover that's going to sell for, like, $90, and I guarantee you everyone in our Slack channel and our Discord channel is going to be clamoring for it. So please... Give us more Clone Wars content, because right now the only thing we got is miniseries and a few one-shots, which, yeah, that, that's all I ask. 
Caleb, your final final thoughts? No, I, I said, that's how I can't said it. We're excited to have our more of our characters and characterizations in here. You know, I'm just excited about what we got coming down to pipeline in the next couple episodes. Got some good stuff uh, down the line. So no, it's um, it's always fun to talk about these characters and their growth because you know that's one thing we want to do on this show itself is grow and get better and better so no tomorrow in the next couple of weeks we'll be playing out some great content for you guys so look forward to that all right emma your final thoughts of the night yeah just i mean i love this character development you guys it's just, it's so fun to go back and analyze it and, and to think that we only scratch the surface it's nuts and this is only in the original trilogy too and I think that, if anything, if people are, are doubtful about reading the comics or, you know, because because they already know where the story ends up and all that stuff, I think point to this episode and, and, and you will see why comics are so worth it to read because you really get into the nitty gritty of the characters and, and I just love this stuff and, and it was so much fun to talk about. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for uh, for for going along with this. I when when I threw this out as as a topic, like I said, this wasn't what I originally thought it was going to be. It was this was much deeper than I thought it was going to be, and it was a lot more fun. So uh, it was lots of fun. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, we're gonna before we wrap up the show, a couple of notes. Uh, as somebody mentioned in the Discord to tonight, uh, our next roundtable is going to be uh, Star Wars Mainline Volume Two. Uh, that will not be next week's episode, um, but that will be the next a uh, roundtable that we do. So make sure you're you're reading that next week. Uh, we are gonna have a special guest a- on the show, uh, and we are going to create a little bit of a reading list for him. So that's all I'm gonna tell you. Uh, you're gonna have to to tune in next week to figure out what uh, who the special guest is and uh, and what exactly we're how we're gonna c- create a reading list for him. Uh, but as far as tonight's show, that is going to do it uh, for this week's episode of The Comics Forced. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and tune in every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock here on YouTube.com slash Utini to hear us live. Uh, if you like what you hear, uh, please leave us a review on iTunes now that we are there and on all of the other podcasting uh, platforms. Uh, we need those those reviews to make sure that we can we can get, you know, people can find our show and 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 those who don't know about the utini community uh it can can get a little insight into what what we provide every every week um so be sure to visit utini doc and uh, also be sure to visit utini.com for reviews articles and news for the entire expanded universe it's going to be an, an interesting summer for, with all the content coming out uh if we uh, encourage you to join our discord community where as of the beginning of the show we were six people shy of 1000 members in our discord so um if you know of a star wars fan who is looking for a positive community uh, send them to utini.com slash discord uh have them join the discord uh have them join in on in on these these uh these conversations it's it's a lot of fun um and, and we get we get pretty passionate uh if you'd like to help support the show you can find us on patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just five dollars a month a special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council level, as well as Carl Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson for being on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. We cannot thank you all enough. Uh, 
You can tweet the show at Cosmic Force Show on Twitter or at each of us hosts. I am at Ty Rags. Emma is at Irma Jedi 26. Caleb is at Caleb Laminick. And Jacob is at Jacob Bosch. Thanks again to my co host, Emma, Jacob, and Caleb for hosting with me tonight. Thank you for you, all of you, hanging out with us in the chat. Uh, and thank you for joining us wherever you are, whether you're, you're on YouTube or on podcasts. Uh, we hope you will join us next week. And until then, may the Force be with you. Thank you.